Hey, everybody. On today's Locked on Bama, we're going to talk about Alabama's big commitment uh, from yesterday. And we're also going to talk about the um, exit of J.D. Davison. And we're going to wrap up Jimmy's Who to Watch in the Spring Game come Saturday. All that and more on Locked on Bama. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein. That's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing awesome. A couple of things really quickly. First of all, guys, we love your uh, feedback through Twitter. Um, We usually have a lot of people saying, love listening to the show. And about one out of every two of you say there's always some kind of technical difficulty. Yes, (laughs) that is true. There is. Um, we try to straighten it out, and I swear I thought we'd gotten better. Maybe we haven't. I think we have. Um, Jimmy, I want I want everybody to understand that when we do this show, like I'm at work fifty percent of the time, or at home twenty five percent of the time, or on the road twenty five percent of the time in a hotel. Jimmy is literally like in a car, usually stationary, usually using his phone, and but yesterday he was moving. Um, so that may have made it a little bit more difficult. And I'm sorry about that. But but our uh, thought process, it is more important to get information out than to have the best video uh, late. So that's that's kind of where we are with that. And I'm not real tech savvy. Jimmy is a Neanderthal when it comes to that. <laughs> He's a brilliant, brilliant man that I love very much. But um, I would not trust not him. He could start a fire with only a rotary phone, if that tells you anything. So um, I'm just saying that that's, that's where some of those glitches come in. We try to fix them, and I swear to God, don't stop telling us. If you have something you think we can fix, tell us, and we appreciate it. But, Jim, let's go ahead and start right at the top here with uh, Yonzi Pierre. I did a reaction video to Yonzi Pierre committing to Alabama, and um, fabulous pickup, if you ask me. He's not the highest rated kid in the class or even in the state of Alabama or anything like that. But I would say he's in the top 15 for sure in a year where uh, there are 30 prospects I would be super happy with if Alabama got any of them. Oh, well, I mean, it's a load. The the best thing you can say about Yonzi is this. Uh, It's a loaded it's a loaded class in state. I mean, absolutely loaded. I I went over the uh, top 16 players in the state on on three this week and i counted up luke uh 25 i I would have stopped at 25 25 guys are good enough to normally be in the top 16 and and that was conservative so it's deep and beyond that the quality of the best guys i mean we've never had this many five stars i mean it's crazy most years you don't even have one but there's like five i mean so it's a crazy year in state and Yonze is the number 10 prospect in Alabama per on three. Uh, and and I, I don't disagree with that at all. So he, he's a fantastic prospect. I, I think the best comp for him is real easy, and that's because it's his cousin. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, Yonze Pierre is Courtney Upshaw's cousin. And they're actually very similar players. Uh, they would project very similarly in terms of the position they play high school, the position they can play at Alabama. The fact that Yonze is, is going to show up to 20 or, or, 
or, or maybe even a little higher than that, but is projected to be a very big kid by the time he leaves Alabama. Uh, he's a very physical uh, pass rusher. Pass rushing is what gets everybody's attention. I think he's actually best at setting the edge and sort of being a run stopper. I think it's kind of where he's best. And boy, that that sounds like Courtney Upshaw. And all Courtney did was help us win uh, at least one, if not not more, national championships. Uh, Courtney was a great player at Alabama and the MVP of the 2011 national championship game. Uh, Yonze Pierre is, uh, is is that type of kid, and it was a big pickup for Alabama. Any in-state kid that's among the top 20, 25 prospects in Alabama is a really good pickup this, this cycle. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I'm all for uh, the Yonzi Pierre commitment. I think he's also got his best football ahead of him, which it can be a little bit cliche to say when you're talking about high school players because you always like to think they got the best football ahead of them. But I mean it more in a sense of it feels like he's still learning a lot about the game. And um, he's he probably is just one of those dudes that doesn't know exactly how big he is just yet. And I think when guys like Yonzi Pierre get to Alabama and I, I feel like, okay, when you're at when you're at school and in high school and you're you're bigger and stronger and faster than most everybody you play, you can approach that one of two ways. You can be like, yeah, I'm gonna dominate the hell out of everybody and maybe get a little um shell shocked when you get to campus, or you sort of you hold back a little bit by just by nature. Like that's sort of your thing. Like you you're like, I I don't want to hurt somebody. This this may all be just a theory, silly theory of mine, but I feel like when he gets to Alabama, he's gonna be able to really cut loose, meaning he's going to be able to play as, as big and strong and fast as he actually is. Now, some people do that in high school when they're bigger and stronger and faster, but it feels like to me, he's not necessarily that he's holding back, but that he's got a lot more potential there. And I think when he gets to Alabama, he's really going to be able to cut loose. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And hopefully, hopefully it's a domino situation. I mean, we are now, this is commitment number three. It's eight months from signing day. That's plenty of time, plenty of time. But as we all know, the power programs tend to stack commitments and stack them early. I would say we have, uh, I haven't looked at the specific numbers, Luke, but I, I would assume if you look at the top 10 or 15 programs in America, we have fewer commitments than most, if not all. So uh, maybe things will start rolling. It's A-Day weekend. Uh, we get commitments probably most A-Days. I wouldn't say every A-Day, but we, we tend to have a ton of kids there Many of them meet with Coach Saban. That's when commitments tend to happen. And I expect, although I wouldn't say specific ones, I'll throw one out if you want to be want a headline here, because I wouldn't say this if I knew it was true. If I knew it to be true, I wouldn't say. But and since I don't know it to be true and no one knows it to be true, uh, just for fun, I'll say I wouldn't be shocked if we got a commitment from Eli Holstein this weekend. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, I saw that he will be there this weekend, so I think that that's something to keep an eye on. And, Jimmy, in an effort to get you out of here because you have a staff meeting, um, ho hopefully for the love of all things sweet baby Jesus, it's not on Zoom because you can't get on it. Um, <laughs> um, let me tell everybody about Built Bar. These things are delicious, nutritious, or scrump delicious. This time of year, you know, you've given up on your you, – you've long since given up on that New Year's resolution. But Built Bars can help you maintain or lose weight. They're delicious. You'll love them. They'll keep you full. If you hadn't tried the puffs, you should. They're also covered in chocolate. First ever protein-infused marshmallow. That sounds like something 
that uh, somebody takes and becomes a superhero. And you might become a superhero. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They've got about 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs. That's for each built bar, plus or minus. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off that order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Jimmy, this segment will be quick, and we're going to just um, do an in-memoriam to J.D. Davison's career at Alabama. Um, look, I, I appreciate his coming. I wish he had stayed one more year, I, but I, I gave up on that dream a long time ago. If you listen to this podcast, you knew that. And, um, hey, more power to him. I hope he goes to the league and kicks butt. Do I think he's ready? No. Do I think that matters? No. Uh, Josh Primo wasn't ready, and he sort of grew into his own until he played in this play-in game against Herb Jones and the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, and he put up a big goose head. Um, that doesn't mean if he had stayed another year, would he have scored five points in the play-in game? I'm just saying that I feel like uh, Primo could have used another year and been a lot better, but when you're drafted number 12, you go to the league. J.D. Davison will probably be drafted late first round, maybe early second. He's going to make a ton of money. And um, it's going to be generational money. I applaud him. I say more power to you. Go out there and kick ass. And I hope that um, when you get there, people love you like they love Josh Primo in San Antonio, where the announcers, every time he dunks, they say roll tide. I love that. That's super cool. And it's good branding. Oh, I'm uh, I think, too, I feel strongly about two entirely separate things here. Number one is. I'm pulling for JD. I'll be his biggest fan. I mean, I, I hope he's drafted in the first round. I hope he plays in the NBA 15 years. Hope he makes a billion dollars and goes back and buys Calhoun County and turns it into, you know, Disney World, Alabama. I mean, I, I'm I'm all for JD having an awesome like you. I'm very thankful he came to Alabama. This is a kid that was a five-star national elite prospect that could have signed with literally any program in the United States. And he chose to stay home and play for Alabama and wear that jersey for a year. He even helped us win games. I know some people are disappointed in some aspects of his game, but we don't beat Gonzaga without JD. We, we don't win some of those big games. When, when he played great, we won. And, and we had a lot of big wins this year. First Alabama team to make back-to-back -back NCAA tournaments in, in 15 seasons. So I, I'm, I'm excited for him, and I'm, I'm pulling for him. Now, here's the other part. I feel differently than a lot of people about players going into the draft early. I'm very conservative about that. And to make my point, Luke, I'm asking a question today because I'm trying to educate myself. But when I ask the question, you're going to think there's 10 answers to this. And there really may only be one. But let me ask you and everyone listening. And if you have an answer, chime in on Twitter. Because <laughs> I, I want to know, name an Alabama basketball player that entered the draft early that was not drafted in the first round and had a successful NBA career. I can only name one ever. And we have kids going pro early all the time. I can name one. Can you name any? Mo Williams? That's one. Yeah. Um, okay, that's probably about it. Uh, well, Caffey went in the first round, didn't he? Um, did Caffey go in the Caffey went in the first round, didn't he? He may have also not gone pro to lose a senior. Oh, good point. I, I can look that up. <laughs> um, I believe, I believe Jason Caffey was a four year player. I think you're right. Um, shoot, man, I 
Yeah, I don't know. I think See, that's about it. Okay. All right. Uh, and, and I'll add a second layer to that. Um, I'll add a second layer. Okay. Name. Because because one, one of the things that people love to say right now, and a lot of people say this, oh, no big deal. You don't go to the NBA. You can go to Europe and make a lot of money. That, that That's fine. He'll, he'll make a lot of money in Europe. Okay. Now, I know this is very difficult to answer and it gets into personal stuff, but there's so much information out there about certain players. Name Alabama player, an un-Alabama player that left the United States and went to a foreign country and played pro basketball and returned with his basketball career over and had, I'm picking out a number that would make him uh, well off for most of the rest of his life. Who came back with $3 million in the bank? Who came back with $3 million in the bank? And and I know that's like, who could answer that? Yeah. Well, I think there's information out yeah. there. People would have guesses. But my point is, it won't be many. It won't uh, be many. No, it won't. I bet Retin Obasahan will. Because, and now, again, yes. he didn't leave early. Um, he didn't leave early. But right. Retin Obasahan, if you follow him on Instagram, he's a fun yeah. watch. Um, oh, I, I love Retin. And he didn't I'm, leave early. Like yeah. I said, great example, but didn't leave early. I'm talking about players who left Alabama early weren't weren't drafted in the first round and either successful in the NBA or came home with $3 million in the bank from, from playing in Europe. And I, I love I'm you. telling you, that, that list is going to be short. Yeah, and I love Brian Passink, and he did play professionally in Israel, I think, for a while. I don't think he had $3 million in. He may have made all his money broadcasting for the Alabama Basketball Network as Jimmy Stein has just <clears throat> left the leave. building. Yeah, I don't know where <laughs> he's going. I didn't leave. I, I didn't okay. leave. <laughs> um. All right, a couple of things really quickly because we got to get to this last segment so you can get out of here. Uh, what a strange dream you have for J.D. Davison to come back to Lita Hatchie and create Disney, an Alabama Disney World. I guess we'll you have like Peter, <laughs> Peter and Priscilla Possum or something. I don't know. Uh, instead of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> uh, anywho, I got to tell everybody about Bet Online right now. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. All right, Jimmy, final segment right here. You, you left again. I, I can see you out there. I, I mean, I didn't, leave. I didn't leave. I'm behind the laptop. I'm behind the, the phone. What are you doing back there? Do you think that's where, do you think I'm behind the laptop like the dog looks behind the TV? <laughs> I had to check the stove. I have a souffle. <laughs> you could, did your gerbil get tired? Um, okay. The final three players in your who to watch uh, for a day. And you've got about four minutes where you got to get out of here for your uh, meeting. So I'm just going to mention them in the yep. same breath and then let you talk about them. Chris Braswell and Christian Story. By the way, love your Christian Story pick. Yeah, like you said, greatest story ever told. That was one of your uh, – uh, Since Jonah and the Whale, since, right? Since Jonah and the Whale, that was your line, uh, I think, when he committed now three three years ago. Um, yeah, I, I think Braswell and Story are two guys that are going to show out uh, Saturday. Um, Braswell's trying to earn his way – onto the first team. And I know people are like, wait a minute, we have two outside linebackers, Dallas Turner, Will Anderson, and they're not giving up their jobs. hundred percent true. But Braswell is in the midst of proving that they will have to create a scheme to get him on the field because you don't want to 
take Chris Braswell off the field. That I, I think he's a five-star prospect, and, and and everything is clicking for him now. He 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 has uh, made the transition. Uh, Christian Story very similarly. He can't get on the field much this fall because of the seniors ahead of him. I mean, uh, Battle Helms, uh, even even Brian Branch and Malachi Moore, who aren't seniors, but they're returning starters. Um, you know, so you won't see Christian Story play with the first team this fall. But that doesn't mean he's not ready. And that's what what I want fans to to see about these two guys, Braswell's 41 and Christian Story's number 11. What you'll see out of them Saturday is guys that are second-team guys, but they're ready to play on the first team. They're absolutely ready. They'll be standouts on the second team because they're really not second-team players anymore in terms of how they play. They might be stuck on the second team because of the way that how the depth chart has played out for them. But uh, but they're first-team players, and they'll be standouts on Saturday, both of them. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Christian. I mean, all right, Braswell is, I think he's the thing. I think he's a starter just about anywhere else in the country except Alabama when you have Dallas Turner and um, Will Anderson. And Will Anderson's a starter anywhere on any weekend, including the NFL. So, I mean, it's not exactly like, okay, you're you're a scrub because you're third team at Alabama at the edge. And Christian's story to me is going to be the story um, – this year at some point. He's going to do something good for us. I can feel it in my bones. I'm telling you, this guy is a leader. He's just um, – he's not going to be the best safety we've ever had. Let's not – or best defensive back in any regard we've ever had. Forget that part. But he knows what to do. Um, Oh, gosh, Jimmy, I'm having such a uh, – it's early in the morning when we're cutting this, and so I'm having a bit of a, a – Nick Perry. That's who he kind of reminds me of. Oh, Nick, Nick Perry. Perry. Nick Perry. I like it. I like More it. athletic Nick Perry. Um, and Nick Perry was very athletic, but Christian story is more athletic and he's rangier than Nick Perry. And I feel like, um, man, uh, wouldn't you love to have a Nick Perry back there right now? So feel, feel pretty good about that. Um, and for whatever reason, I decided to leave the screen on you that entire time, uh, when I made that brilliant observation and then, so you're going to get credit for it, which pisses me off. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, anyway. All right, guys, I got to fly out of here. I'm headed to Arizona. My son's going to Arizona State next year, and um, then I'm going to try to play in a poker tournament at Walking Stick Casino. How about that? That'd be fun. Um, so I, I hope you come back and build a Disney World in Alexander City. <laughs> I do, too. I hope I um, – and uh, mine will be uh, – cost just as much, but and the rides will always be broken. That's going to be my thing is, like, <laughs> you're, you're taking a gamble every time. Like, if you you got to still pay the same amount. But can I be your IT broken, guy? That's on you. Yeah. Can I be your IT guy? Yes, you can be my IT guy, and that's why the rods are broken. <laughs> to, um, to, to run Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you guys. We'll have a post-8 game game uh, podcast for sure. So until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.